2: Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Neyman. The Firing Line Radio Show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the Force of Optics, and by Philip Neyman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Neyman. (coughs)
3: I'm the guy with the gun. Well, folks, welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman You can find out more about us and get our podcasts at firinglineradio.com. You know, I did a little poll on Facebook, this uh, our Facebook group this year, and I said, okay, or not this year, I think it was last week. I said, what do you guys want to hear more shows about? And the overwhelming majority was long range shooting, which is great because. I love long-range shooting. And not only is that great, because our guest this week was the original King of Two Miles champion. He is the owner of a fantastic company that I use exclusively for all of my hunting uh, hunting bullets. And that's Dan Smichko from Cutting Edge Bullets. Dan, how are you doing?
4: Good. Thanks for having me on.
3: Well, you know what? Thanks for having the innovation and ideas to create such amazing bullets uh, that, unfortunately, in California here... Um, Non-lead is our only choice for hunting coming forward here. But your your website is CuttingEdgeBullets.com. You guys can order, order them direct on that, CuttingEdgeBullets.com, if you can't find them in a local store. And let's just go over this real quick, uh, because you're in Pennsylvania. You, right. although you do have a wacko governor, I saw he tried to do some stuff there. You need to get him in line, huh?
4: Don't even get me started on that.
3: <laughs> you thought you were safe My in girlfriend. Pennsylvania.
4: It's heading down California way here before too long.
3: That's a sad pronouncement. So, in California, seven years ago, the PETA group got involved with the California Fish and Game Commission. Uh, Jennifer Faring, I think was her name. And they, they passed through the assembly a bill that would ban all lead bullets for hunting. By the year two thousand nineteen, January or July first, so that is coming up upon us. Our our hunting licenses go July first through June thirtieth. So this next year, all hunting, and I'm talking about quail, dove, ground squirrel, coyote, you know, tule elk, big one. Everything has got to be done with a lead free alternative. Now they did this simply to mess with hunters. They had no scientific proof that there was an issue with it. So, I mean, that's the reality that we're dealing with here in, Southern, in all of California. And unfortunately, it'll probably be spreading to other states, not because the science is in there, but because it's one way to make hunting less affordable more of a pain in the butt. Somebody shows up uh, September 1st for Dove season with some lead rounds that they had in their shell, and they're going to get sighted, and, you know, it's a nightmare. It's just going to be a cluster. <clears throat> and they're doing that on purpose. But prior to that happening, looking for high-performance bullets for a 270, which is a caliber I, I love to shoot, I came across uh, your website, which was cuttingedgebullets.com, and what I found was somebody that you know, not we weren't using copper bullets because we had to, but you found a way to make the copper bullet or copper stock into one of the most efficient hunting and long range bullets out there. So tell me a little bit about that process
4: well, um you know the the reason we started manufacturing bullets to begin with was we were looking for a better long range uh projectile because what was existing you know, in 2008 was, we put it this way, we thought we could do better. You know, so, you know, we started doing the uh, the R&D part of it, and, you know, that really took uh, quite a while before we, you know, got things figured out. Uh, 38 revisions later, we actually had a bullet that, you know, shot pretty well and all that. Of course, that bullet doesn't exist anymore, but, um, you know, the the key to the whole thing is the seal-type band, and I know people don't quite understand that, uh, but it's really not complicated it's very simple and I, there's a lot of misconceptions about it but that is the key to our accuracy part and uh copper fouling and you know the rest of it is just what kind of terminal performance do you want and that's you know what we had to ask ourselves and and that's uh the way you know we went about designing the various types of hunting bullets and you know made for close range and long range
3: Okay, so so when you have a monolith, now your bullets are all copper. When you have a monolith, it reacts in the barrel differently from a cup, what's called a cup and core bullet, which is basically a cup of copper with lead poured inside it and swedged into shape. So those have a little bit of give in them because there's two different types of metal and lead is softer than copper. So when you have a monolith, basically a cylinder of copper that you're shooting, what kind of issues does that cause?
4: Well, uh, the first thing is, you know, the the copper bullet doesn't upset or expand to seal in your rifle barrel like lead core bullets do. And I think most long-range shooters, you know, know that, you know, if you mess around with a lead core bullet and you try to shoot too low of charges and everything, most of the time they don't like to be, you know, uh, shot down, you know, with very low pressures because, you know, they're not going to have that sealing ability either and they don't group real well. And, you know, even before, you know, our bullets, I mean, when we used to shoot, uh, we were uh, very, uh, uh, I'd like to think we were avid shooters and hunters, and, you know, we liked to use the Sierra bullets. You know, of course, that was from 30 years ago, you know. Right. But, you know, it was the same thing there. When we shot those bullets, you know, we had to lean on them a little bit to get them to upset. And when you did, they shot really well. Well, we could never do that when we started developing the, the monolithic bullets, and we didn't understand exactly why. So, let's, until I had a good friend explain that to me, and it's like, oh, crap, we're not sealing, you know, because no matter how big we made the bullet, all we succeeded in doing was creating pressures. more pressure.
3: So, let me let, talk about upsetting. So, what you're saying is that um, with a copper or with a cup and core bullet, because you have the different densities when pressure builds up behind it in the cartridge and it hits the rifling the bullet actually gets pressed or compressed which increases its diameter which fills in the grooves between the lands right
4: that is correct
3: that's what you're calling upset so you're plugging the hole so you don't have any gas blow by you're not losing pressure or having inconsistent pressure
4: right man that's that's the key to uh, match grade accuracy right there. There's no doubt about it.
3: Okay. So that's what he's talking about when he says upsetting bullets. So with a copper monolith bullet, which, you know, we have to use non-lead in, in California for all hunting, um, you don't have that compressibility. So so explain the seal tight.
4: Yeah. So, you know, what we first started, uh, you know, uh, after we kind of thought about that, You know, and it's like, wow, there's got to be a way to make this seal. You know, we thought about, and we did try, you know, the hollow base design and, you know, trying to get the skirt to blow out to get 100% seal and, you know, a couple other things we tried. And, you know, people are still trying it to this day. And, you know, it's kind of interesting to see that. But, uh, you know, then, you know, it's like none of that seemed to work real well. Um, We knew we could get the accuracy by banding because when we banded it, uh, banded the the monolithic bullets, it creates a lot of drag on the base, and uh, a lot of drag period across the whole contour of the bullet wherever those bands are, which makes your bullet stabilize very quickly out of the barrel. You know, so if there was a little blow by, and there is a little blow by, like there is with our. Uh, brass or copper safari raptors, mm-hmm. you know, they're banded. We're not after high BC numbers, so, you know, it doesn't really matter.
3: When you're saying banded, um, they actually cut grooves across them horizontally or uh, right. circumferently.
4: Uh, uh, yeah, around the circumference, yes. And that serves a couple purposes. One is, uh, you know, big thing for magazine feeding. Uh, it reduces pressures and reduces that bearing length, uh, which, you know, our long-range projectiles, uh, we, we go about that a little bit differently. But uh then you know, after we figured out uh, we you know we needed to seal these bullets, we came up with you know the seal type band idea, which so is larger n- than nominal uh, groove diameter uh, on any barrel you know a three o eight for example, would be you know three eleven uh three ten diameter seal type band, and it's very narrow, mm-hmm. you know so it conforms to the inside of your barrel and it does not create pressure but certainly reduces 100% blow-by, and high-speed video shows perfect exit out of the barrel every time. You don't see the black, sooty stuff coming out in front of the bullet like you do with a normal monolithic bullet without a seal-type band. So uh, that proves that it really does work, and uh, anybody that has, has shot our stuff, of course, you know, realizes that it does work as well.
3: Yeah. I I would say the proof is is in the trophies, (laughs) especially when you start talking about ELR, which we're going to get to, extended long range, king of two miles, uh, the original king of two miles here, Dan Smichko, owner of Cutting Edge Bullets. Folks, we're going to learn more about this, and and you're going to get set up for long range shooting here, but check them out at cuttingedgebullets.com and get our podcast at firinglineradio.com. We'll be right back after this.
5: A message from Vince, the
6: owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational
1: shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense
6: and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951 823 or check out their schedule of classes at BullseyeSport.com. Because at Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951- Eight two three zero two one one.
1: Pull!
2: this portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range.
5: All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up.
6: See this? This is my boomstick!
3: Hey, folks. He's courageous, honorable, and everyday hero. He's your dad, and Father's Day is coming soon, and so the question's going to be, what do I get, Dad? Here's a hint to my kids. I've got plenty of ties... But show him the love. Give him the gift of recreation or protection with firearm of his dreams. Pull dad away from the barbecue and bring him down to Bullseye Sports to put that hunting gun in his hands. Or take advantage of the layaway plan and lock in the price for hunting season. Or better yet, give dad a gift certificate let him have some fun picking out his own toys. Gift certificates are available in any amount. If you're not armed for protection or recreation, well, shame on you. But head on down to Bullseye Sport in Riverside where you need to go for small arms, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. Check out their website at Sport. Dot com. That's Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo on Brockton between Arlington and Central and Riverside. 951 823 Bullseye Sport, for the United Empire, gets their guns and ammo. That's right, it's Father's Day coming up here. Do not do the tie routine. Get gift certificates, get cutting-edge bullets, get Macmillan stocks, Vortex optics. Treat your father. What's the matter with you? Okay, and guys, if you're afraid that that may not show up for you, just buy it yourself, all right? Just take care of yourself. That's what you got to do here. Folks, joining me here on this show, I have Dan Smichko. Dan Smichko is the owner of Cutting Edge Bullets, cuttingedgebullets.com. You can find them directly online there. They've got a great little website, lots of different offerings. We were just talking about the development of why and how uh, they came up with this design. And that's they have a long range hunting and a long range target bullets, which are. They're not being touched by anybody else. There's a competition every year, and it's coming up here, and Cutting Edge Bullets and Dan are going to be involved in it again, called the King of Two Miles. And I think last year, eight of the top ten competitors, finishers, were shooting your bullets, including the number one guy, right? That is correct. Eight of the top ten winners. What's that telling you? I'm seeing a trend here. Look, like, I, I do financial planning and advice for people, but, you know, the trend's your friend. What's our trend here? 80% success ratio. I'm going to go that way. If that was your batting average, imagine what you get for the major league, right?
4: <laughs> yeah. All
3: right. So tell us a little bit about, uh, we talked about the seal type band, which is actually a circumference band around the middle of your lasers and MTH and MTC bullets. Um, did I say that right? MTC? A M-T-A-C. M-T-A-C. MTAC, yeah. There you go. I knew I was missing something there. So this band on the outside actually stops the gas from blowing by, allows you to have a very consistent exit out of the barrel because, as we've learned, accuracy is repeatability. doesn't matter where the bullet flies as long as it always flies to the same point. We can change our aiming point. So... Accuracy is repeatability, and and repeatability in all things. You know, from having your action trued and the barrels correct, and um, the reloading done right. And then when it's firing, the bullet design is critical on that. So you came out with a, a couple different models: your MTAC, your MTH, and then the lasers. Why don't you give us a rundown on what those are?
4: Well, the MTH was our original design, um, and, and it is an expanding. Hollow point design that non-tipped has a small hollow point, uh, which we actually in the beginning made smaller because it was a little larger, but it was it was too aggressive. It was it was explosive, so you know we kept sh- shrinking it down, and we were shooting through uh, medium at uh, 800 yards at that time to test our uh, terminal performance, and when we Decided, you know, this gives us the best of both worlds, whether it's in expansion and penetration, then uh, that's what we uh, adopted as our MTH hollow point, which is relatively small when you look at it, as you know, Mm -hmm. uh, but yet it is still very, very functional and uh, does a good job on animals.
3: I use the MTH almost exclusively in my hunting simply because the calibers I use, that's what's offered as opposed to the lasers. And I've had 23 one shot kills in a row and it wasn't until the last bull that I shot at 570 yards that I ever recovered a bullet. This was a thousand pound animal and, and, uh, the shank was in the left hide, you know, so it passed all the way through both shoulders, the engine room and dropped him in his tracks. There's a video of it online, dropped him in his tracks at 570 yards. And, you know, the, that was the only bullet I've ever recovered. And I've shot you know deer at 500 and and pigs at 615 and i've never had a bullet recovery they've always had great you know one shot and complete exits so it's an amazing design even the mth version
4: and and i would assume that looked like a wad cutter with the front portion of that bullet missing
3: yeah and it was actually 80 percent weight retention
4: okay yeah that's that's perfect you know uh you know we're not after 100% weight retention that's not what we believe in and not what we believe you know creates the most internal damage uh we want we want the most ethical humane kill that you know we can have and uh you know that's uh, and therefore we're using a fracturing technology a lot like a partition type bullet but a lot much much more controlled than that
3: And it's controlled because this is actually built into the design of the bullet. I mean, you use what's called a Swiss CNC machine on each of these bullets, right?
4: That is right, yes, and uh, very precise, and, you know, it's real easy to make minor changes to make bullets react exactly the way you want them to, you know, and that's just not possible with a cup and core bullet. You know, what you get, it's an expensive uh, proposition, you know, when you're building a die to a certain jive configuration or whatever versus changing a CNC program and we can change that uh, ojive in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. you know, or change the cavity depth and, you know, uh, lead core bullets are great and uh, they have their purpose, but uh, they just can't do what a monolithic can do
3: and especially with the, uh, the you can change your designs and adapt much better bring something else right. out so one of the things on that video is my partner that I was hunting with um, he shoots a 300 Norma and he loved the uh, 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 230 grain bullet made by another manufacturer and his comment on there you can actually hear it on the video is like dude you shot it in the shoulder dude you, you shot it in the shoulder I'm like yeah you know he was 20 yards away from dark timber I stopped the animal where he was and, and I asked him I said what is the problem with that why are you upset over that he goes well you know he shoots a 300 Norma I was shooting a 300 Rum Rum's a little faster than the Norma and uh, he goes I can't get my bullet to penetrate through the shoulder how do you know you did that I'm like "Well." Why are you using that other bullet? You know, I'm using the MTH bullet that's designed for hunting. It's got a super high BC, so it's very efficient in the air, but it's designed for terminal performance. And that's one of the things that people have to match up, not just a high BC bullet. I mean, Sierra's got some great match match, uh, kings that are coming out now right really high bcs but it's oh, yeah a, it's a match bullet it's not designed for that kind of long range hunting you can have inconsistent performance and and i know dan we talked about this off air you and i both believe if we, we own every bullet we send down range that is right. we have to sign our name on the results of that and so it is upon us if we're going to shoot if we're going to practice and, and try and shoot and make these shots at different ranges, it is upon us to have everything together. That doesn't mean use a small caliber and high BC bullet to try and you know make a perfect shot every now and then. It means bringing the right tools to the game. And part of that tool is the right bullet with the right design that allows you to shoot those kind of ranges but brings the terminal energy and is designed to incapacitate quickly. Do you have any comments on that?
4: Right. Well, I do, and uh, that, and we hear it all the time. I mean, it's the most common thing, you know. And you see these long-range uh, pe- uh, people promoting long-range with their training classes and weapon systems and everything. And you look at every one of their shots, and they're shooting smaller than smaller calibers than they should be at distances that uh, they should not be killing animals. Uh, and a six-five Creedmoor. I am sorry. But if you're shooting over 600 yards and you're putting that into an animal, you are not doing that animal justice. And, you know, yes, you can put them down. And I had one individual in particular, very popular guy. like we like, we, we've shot uh, elk out to 1,300 yards, and, you know, we drop them right in their tracks. I said, yeah, you're high shoulder shooting them he's like, well, yeah, that's where you're supposed to shoot him. It's like, no, that's not where you're not. You're not supposed to shoot him there. It might make good video, but that animal is going to live. If you shoot him across the canyon and it takes you an hour to get there, still going to be alive when you
3: get there yeah it's not right it's our responsibility to be ethical clean uh, immediate send them to the happy hunting grounds from as soon as possible so i agree and and, you know Creedmoor is a great great round but it has limitations so know the limitations of your system and live within them or change your system folks philip neyman firing line radio show check this out uh cutting edge bullets dan smichko we're going to come back with king of two miles extended long range shooting after this
0: The answer. This
1: portion of The Firing Line is brought to you by
2: CCW Safe by Philip Neyman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management.
1: Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persia, come and get them!
3: Hey, folks, Mulan Lave Saturday. This is Philip Neyman. Check us out at firinglineradio.com. That's where our podcasts are. Now, our podcasts are free. They're free this month. They're like $1,000 a piece next month. So you better subscribe as soon as you can now when you subscribe one of our product sponsors who's great guy kelly mcmillan uh kelly has donated some mc3 stocks that we're giving away this is for remington 700 short actions long actions the legend and the tradition style great stocks Uh, i will be giving them away randomly to people who are subscribed to the podcast now remember the podcasts are free at firinglineradio.com it's click a button put in your email it's really can't be any easier than that. I will randomly pick somebody. There's only two rules. Number one rule, if you don't win, don't whine. Uh, number two rule is follow n- rule number one. Uh, we will give them away as easily as we can and hand them out. Um, in addition to that, you know, we we have some podcasts you want to be sharing the stuff. Now, joining me, I have Dan Smichko. Dan is the owner of Cutting Edge Bullets and lead designer of Cutting Edge Bullets, the original King of Two Miles. And we just we finished our last session talking about ethical hunting implications at extended ranges. And, Dan, one of the things that, that we're talking about is setting up a system that works and knowing what those parameters are. And maybe one of the parameters you should think about is foot-pounds of energy at the target range.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's very important, no doubt about it.
3: And so your bullets can be designed to perform within a band of energy, right? So sometimes if, you know, we've seen this on other bullet manufacturers, they say, look, if you're under 1,800 feet a second, yeah, this bullet really isn't doing anything,
4: right? Right. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. yeah and, and some of our bullets will do that as well, you know, but uh, the MTH we know will be down, well, a little bit lower than that for sure, you know, and the lasers will, will expand down to well below 1,500. So... Uh, Beyond beyond distances that you're you probably should be shooting animals.
3: Exactly. So it's just knowing the system, and you know if you if you want to do something, change a component in the system, change the bullet. Maybe you have a better BC. Maybe you change the cartridge, have some more horsepower behind it. You know, go up a go up a caliber, go down a caliber. You know, whatever it needs to be, but make the system match what you're trying to do you owe it to the animal when we're long range hunting now let's talk about long range shooting cuz that's different if we're shooting at steel or paper or beer cans it doesn't really matter as long as you can hit the thing so let's let's talk about king of 2 miles what does that look like there dan
4: uh, that is an awesome match, and uh, there's a lot of other matches going on across the country now that are stretching distances out to two miles, you know, but that was the original start of the extreme long-range match shooting. And uh, and that one, you're engaging targets. Uh, they give you, a, a you know, I'll, I'll say an easy one at, you know, around 1550, 1600, something like that and then they immediately jump to a mile and then you know like 2200 2400 uh and that's just to qualify. <clears throat> so and then the second day then they run targets from you know uh especially now nowadays you know from 25 out to uh 2 miles 2500. Wow. So yeah, awesome you get to see a lot of different types of uh, cartridges and uh uh, I guess not too many bullets because most of the people are using cutting edge to be honest with you. Um, but you know, that's for very good reason.
3: So the other thing that they're doing is they're picking extremely heavy bullets. Um for those kind Pretty of ranges. Heavy. Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah, I mean well, I mean, there needs to be a good balance of velocity uh in and B C and and that all you know comes from having a proper weight and everything you know. And the 375 Shai for example, the four you know the 400 Green Laser has been you know king of the mountain and uh, not so much a king of two mile. Uh, it's won one or two, two, two of those events. Uh, the 416 won last year uh, and that was a laser, but 400 Green uh, seems to be great. And the 3,000 foot per second is like. Uh, just a magic number to us where we like to be for playing that game because it keeps your uh, your uh, drops in the in the ability to uh, dial up your dope for two miles uh, without having to do really elaborate things with the tack on Charlie units and all that. We can still make that uh, with a, a well-balanced bullet with a good BC. Uh, at three thousand feet per second, you're going to get there between 140 and 150 MOA's of drop.
3: So now let me decode this for people who aren't familiar with what we're talking about. <laughs> you have adjustments inside of your scope, and on these on these kind of scopes, you have tall target turrets that may have within themselves a hundred minutes of of uh, adjustment. So just in turning it, you know, you have a hundred minutes of adjustment. Um, Height at range is measured in minutes of angle. So you're basically increasing your line of fire over your target line to drop down like an artillery shell at the target site. So uh, you can have 100 to 120 um, minutes of angle movement inside the scope itself. Oftentimes you'll have a 20 to 40 um, uh, uh degree rail MOA degree rail so that's actually slanting it but it puts it on the gun and in addition to that inside your scope reticle, you can have 25 or 30 minutes of angle measured inside of that so you know he's saying without using a, a Charlie was it Tech? Was it? Char, CharTag anyway without using this other device that they just came out with which is really cool but it looks like a prism that goes on the end of your scope and that adds an additional 50 minutes or so of angle um, for people who want to shoot you know over the over the horizon it's it's just <laughs> you know i never drive faster than i can see I, I try not to shoot farther than i can see so yeah that's that's what that's set up for um and that's what that means now the 375 shaytac folks is a huge cartridge now the 416 um is they have a 4 was a 408 shaytac or the 416 barrett which is a bigger diameter bullet but you're talking 500 550 grains for those bullets
4: yeah, yeah, the, the, the lot of the, well, there's different trains of thought there too. You know, the 416 Barrett with the long barrels that people are building, including us, you know, you can launch a, you know, a 500 grain bullet at 3200 feet per second, where, you know, you'll launch a 550 grain bullet right at 3000, 3050, which is still pretty good because the BC of that bullet's much higher. But when you calculate your drops and wind drift, with that lighter bullet going faster with the BC that it has, you know, that heavy bullet, it takes a long, long time. I mean, like mm-hmm. more than two miles to catch up in terms of wind drift and drop. Right. So it's an interesting,
3: you know, but, you know and not just for shooting two miles, but that's a very interesting thing. You take a look at, uh, well, let's say my 300 RUM, right? I'm shooting the 190 MTHs. Well, um, that's at 3,450 feet a second. Now, I could go up to a 230 grain bullet, but I'm going to be closer to 3,100 feet a second. And my 190s at 3,400 have much better performance in the wind than the slower bullets going to do. It's got a shorter time of flight, higher impact. So it's not until, you, like you said, after two miles, there's a difference. but. In yes. a practical world, you can look at that. You can look at it with seven millimeter bullets from a one hundred and forty to a one hundred and eighty. You know, depending mm-hmm. on the, the cartridge you're shooting, the one hundred and forty might be much better for you than a higher BC one hundred and eighty. It could be, yeah. So it's a inter- lot
4: of times it is, but people get hung up on weight because weight is energy, and you know, uh, you know, energy matters as well. Especially if you're talking a bullet that loses, you know, an unknown amount of its
3: energy when it hits the animal right yep that's important stuff ok so these bullets 550 grains so just so you know most guys out here are shooting let's say 30 caliber 270 7mm for hunting bullets and I would say the average weight bullet that they're shooting between those three calibers 150 to 160 grains right? Yeah. probably closer to 150 for the average of those three calibers this is more than three times that weight of your average bullet. More than three times. That's a huge piece of copper. Um, yeah. How long are these? They look Pardon like me? copper pencils. Oh, how long? Yeah.
4: Uh, they are generally, the 550s I know are six, right around 6.1 calibers long. So .416 times 6.1. That's, that's, that's roughly math. About that's
3: a two and a half inches.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's a... I mean, they're pretty long bullets, and you do need to make sure you spin them properly or you're not going to stabilize them.
3: Two-and-a-half-inch bullet. <laughs> what? The overall length of a three oh eight cartridge, I think, is about two-and-a-half inches, isn't it?
4: Yeah, something like that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We'll be right back with Dan Smichko, of Cutting Edge Bullets,
6: CuttingEdgeBullets.com. We'll be right back after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. Visit ccwsafe.com today.
0: AM 590, The Answer.
2: This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics.
0: Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and they hear the lamentation of your women. That is good.
3: That is good. And to shoot over 1,000 yards. That is better. Ha ha. Okay, that's... <laughs> <laughs> That's Schwarzenegger That wasn't me, that was Schwarzenegger Hey, um, <laughs> folks, Philip name Firing Line Radio Show Check us out on our Facebook page Join the group if you want to get involved in these giveaways And subscribe to the podcast It is free at FiringLineRadio.com Subscribe to the podcast You have an opportunity to win a Macmillan MC3 stock So we'll put that one out there And we'll see if you're listening and you do it who knows, man? Guys get lucky all the time. We've given away several. All right, joining me back here, I have Dan Smichko from CuttingEdgeBullets.com. He uh, excels in not only manufacturing fantastic bullets, which, if you're hunting in California, all right, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out here and say this, you need to use the cutting-edge bullets, all right? We have ammunition restrictions beginning July 1st. You have to use copper in state of California, number one. Number two, we have ammunition purchase restrictions coming into California July 1st, which are going to be a giant P-I-T-A for all of us. So if you do not reload yet, you need to start reloading, right? You need to get it's easy to do. Reloading is very simple. But you're going to need to buy components, buy primers, buy powder, buy cartridges, buy bullets, and make your own. And when you're doing that, then you have the opportunity to put a cutting-edge bullet on top of your hunting round and let it go from there. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be a changing factor for us here in California. You're going to have a very hard time if you show up a week before deer season and say, hey, I want uh, some hunting rounds. The guy's going to look at you like, dude, we're sold out. All right. Plan for that. You've got a couple of months before the season starts. Get your reloading stuff, order some cutting edge bullets, pick the right cartridge, uh, the right caliber cartridge and selection for what you're going to do. And you're going to up your game substantially. Now, they're not inexpensive. But how many hunting rounds do you shoot per year? Right. Should be one. (laughs) One per season is the right number. (laughs)
4: So a box no no hundreds, hundreds hundreds hundreds.
3: Well, that yeah, that's for the guys who hunt worldwide. Um <laughs> I said one one per one per tag. Shoot one bullet yeah. per tag. Um but it, it you know, you have low development and, and you might have a little small investment, but you're going to be set up with the right stuff. And the other thing is if you're buying loaded ammo and you show up and say, "Hey, I need some seven seven mag." And they say, "Well, great, we have 130 grain." To, like, "Well, my gun set it in for 168 grain." And then so you take that box and you sight it in, you have 10 rounds left for hunting, and then you go to buy some more and they only have 140 grain. So you're always at the mercy of whatever's sitting on the shelf if you're buying loaded ammo. Plan to make your own. And that's where you can do this with the cutting edge bullets. Uh, I've been reloading. I've never fired factory ammo out of my... Hunting rifles. The only factory ammo I've ever shot is 308. Uh, everything else, I've reloaded every single cartridge for every one of my things since I was 18 years old. So, look, if me as a squirrely 18 year old could pull this off, it's within your wheelhouse. This is not rocket science. But you're going to need to make a change in our behavior July 1st. So, get your stuff, plan for this because I don't want to hear complaints. We have wackos running the state of California. This is what they've done to us. We have to live within it. Order 25,000 primers, get your powder, get set up so you never have to buy ammo from them again. All right. So uh, when we came off our last session, Dan, we were talking about, and folks, this is the other guy who's supposed to be talking right now. is actually Dan Smichko, the owner of Cutting Edge Bullets. Um, We talked about spinning the bullet correctly. You did make a mention of that. So I want you to talk about what that does and, and what to think about when you're creating a cartridge or a bullet.
4: Yeah, well that uh, that's one thing I think a lot of people don't quite understand. And when you switch to a monolithic bullet, you're going to probably either have to drop the weight of the bullet that you're shooting if you're shooting a very heavy bullet uh in a standard twist, especially a three oh eight because a lot of those have one in twelve twist. Uh but the monolithic bullets in order to get the weight, they become very long and Therefore, you cannot stabilize it.
3: A simple fact that copper is lighter than lead.
4: Yes. uh, Your density is much different. So, you know, a a 168-grain cup and core bullet that will stabilize in, you know, a 1 in 12 twist in some situations uh, it's going to take a ten twist to do it, and they should all have a ten twist anyway. They should, you know. Now, the, uh, sta- sta-
3: stabilizing. So, what you're, what he's talking about is Tom Brady throwing a sixty-yard bomb, right? That the tight spiral on that ball looks beautiful, as opposed to Philip Neiman trying to throw a thirty-yard pass and it looks like a duck. So this, <laughs> it's the spin on it that stabilizes, allows the gyroscopic effect of it to fly straight and fly farther with less aerodynamic drag. Okay. So so the twist in the barrel, explain what that is.
4: Well, you know, your twist is measured in turns per per so many inches. So if you have a a 1 in 12 twist barrel, that's one complete revolution for every 12 inches um, of barrel length. Uh, 1 in 10 would be 1 turn in 10. And the faster that is, which means the, the less the number, the the quicker that uh, makes it back around your twist rate, you know, 1 in 7 is going to be much faster than a 1 in 10. Um, which, by the way, you know, the guys with the 375 chi you know, that's a big cartridge. And that original cartridge, cartridge, the barrels were 1 in 11, 1 in 11 half. Uh, the king of two mile guys in the extreme long range shooters are shooting one in seven twist, one in eight twist uh, with a 400 grain bullet. You know, so running a faster twist only hurts you if you're running a very thin jacketed match type bullet. But when you get to a monolithic, you don't have to worry about uh, any kind of damage or anything or even a well-constructed uh, You know, lead core bullet, they still take the spin.
3: Yeah, and I've heard of that, like guys trying to shoot a uh, 110 grain varmint bullet out of a 300 ROM to try and get 4,500 feet a second, and they have mid-air explosions where the bullet comes apart.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we've all heard of that one.
3: Of course, every bullet that doesn't hit my bullseye must have exploded in mid-air,
4: by the way. that's just... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We say the same thing. It's a fact.
3: Ah, that would uh, a crappy bullet. That thing exploded in mid-air, yeah.
4: It went through that same hole. That's a reset.
3: Oh, that's a great group. Yeah, I, yeah my five-shot groups. If I hit the X on the first shot, the other four is put it in the dirt and say, "There you go." <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Measure that. That's right. Uh,
3: uh, the secret. But, to the other. The other secret we have for for practical shooting um, is we shoot on a blank piece of paper, and then draw a circle around the bullet where we were aiming. That's. That's the best way to do
4: that. Yeah, that is the best way to do it.
3: Winner every time. Okay, but, so stabilization is important. I'm sorry, you need to get back here. Actually talk about real stuff. Stabilization is important for long-range shooting because it's going to deliver... Your your ballistic coefficients will be much more... Well, if it's not stable, you have unpredictability at extended ranges.
4: Right, and you're not going to hit what you're aiming at if it's unstable, you know it's uh even even um, even at 100 yards if you are shooting you know like we we're, we're big into the copper muzzleloader bullets and if you don't pay attention to your twist rate especially with a muzzleloader um, which is pretty popular out in California um, you know you try to shoot our 300 grain 44 caliber bullet in a you know 1 in 28 twist barrel uh, it's not going to work, you yeah. know. It's You're going to go through the target sideways, and you're going to have a basketball-sized group at 100 yards.
3: Yeah, or even some of the other muzzle loaders that have a 1-in-48-inch twist. Oh, right? yeah. The old, the old stuff. So oh, no, boy, that, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's very important because it has to be stabilized. And the other thing is at extended ranges, as a bullet slows down, now there's there's two ways to get there, speed and efficiency of the bullet and then the B, well, I guess three, and the BC of the bullet. So, well, that's efficiency. So if we're flying out there at 3,200 feet a second and our BCs are in the eights on a G1 or above, that's a very efficient system, right? So you may have a chance to go 2,000 yards before you break the transonic barrier. So I have two and a half minutes left in this show. Dan, explain the transonic (laughs) barrier.
4: Okay. Well, the transonic uh, zone... Is uh, where your bullet is transitioning from supersonic speeds to subsonic speeds, and that critical zone usually happens, you know, from 1,300 feet per second down to below supersonic speed, which is below, you know, I'll say 1,050 feet per second. Um, and that is something that we have always been very, very aware of in our bullet designs. Um, we, from the very beginning, we were shooting through transonic. And, and that's when we noticed the difference in designs, what each one does. And, you know, we determined to pick the more conservative route where the bullet has a much higher predictability, uh, than a a a more aggressive bullet that has a really, really good BC, but as soon as it enters transonic, it just falls apart and starts, you know, getting gyroscopic instability and uh, your predictability goes out the window.
3: Which is the exact opposite of what people would think when they're buying a high, super high BC bullet.
4: Oh, yeah. we, We do not make super high BC bullets. Our bullets are by no way the highest BC bullets on the market. And there is good reason for that. Uh, we've been there, done that, and uh, that's just not. We go after predictability, period. You know, and if we have to sacrifice fifty points in BC to do that, that's okay because you can adjust that scope. You know, and and if you come, if you're dropping through, Paul Phillips made an impact at six thousand twelve yards with a, uh, with uh, one of our uh, five hundred fifty grain four sixteen caliber bullets. You know, and it it took them, I forget how many shots, it took them some shots because nobody knows, you know, how to predict flight that far. You know, so they didn't see an impact for 17 shots. Uh, There's there's no uh, ballistic programs that are going to give you an accurate solution at 6,000 yards.
3: Well, not only Um, that, but your max ordinance, the maximum bullet flight is like 1,200, 1,400 feet above the deck. Go call the wind up there for me, pal. (laughs)
4: Yeah. So, you know, in 17 shots, they saw the first impact, and uh, in shot 22, I believe they made contact with the plate.
3: That's amazing. Folks, I want to thank my special guest, a great guy, Dan Smichko. I want to thank you, number one, for having the vision to create some amazing stuff. CuttingEdgeBullets.com. CuttingEdgeBullets.com. I use them, and if you don't, you're missing out. Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio. Catch you later. Shoot, Felipe! Shoot! When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk.
2: The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. The Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. CCW Safe. Cutting Edge Bullets. Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino. Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. <laughs>